Welcome to Elevated You. I'm your host, Kay Cote. Think of me as the friend in your corner that helps you break through what holds you back in life. On each episode, I share real, raw, and insightful stories along with resources to help you get in the driver's seat of your life and transform into who you're meant to be. I'm so happy that you're here because we are in the middle of a series that I love called Elevated Man where I'm sharing transformational stories of men that overcame adversity and stepped into who they truly are. If you're like me, failure is often a word that makes you cringe, especially when you're thinking about your own failures. This episode is going to blow your mind and shift your perspective about failure, what it means to fail, and how you can embrace your failures and turn them into opportunities. If you think about it, without failure, we can't find success. We can't level up. Failing teaches us to be adaptable and how to pivot and make positive change. And speaking of learning how to pivot, if you're in the Austin area, I'm inviting you to Turntables and Tequila with Riser Network. This fun-filled networking event includes pizza, great drinks, and of course, a live DJ spinning some great EDM music. And I'm also happy to share that I am speaking about the pivot method, a method that I developed through my own personal experiences facing adversity. Pivot gives you the tools to make positive change in your life, build resiliency, and become adaptable to any situation life throws you. Join me on September 6th at 7 p.m. at The Cauldron in North Austin for a super fun experience. Grab your complimentary ticket in my show notes or on Instagram at Riser Network. My next guest is a dear friend of mine, stand-up comedian and all-around go-getter, Ben Courier. Ben Courier is the self-proclaimed world's number one failure guy and is the host of the ironically successful Failure Guy podcast. I've had the honor to be on his show and I'm so excited to share this episode with you where Ben talks about how he has failed and how he's turned all of his failures into his fuel. Ben shares that the most challenging times in his life and the hardest things he's endured has ultimately helped him reach success. Get ready to laugh and learn how to embrace your failures. I grew up in the witch city, Salem, Massachusetts. Love that. And then I lived for a long while, went to college, got a master's in business. My undergrad was in accounting. I went to many corporate jobs. I've been fired from all of the jobs. And I decided to go, what's going on there? And decided to brand myself as the world's number one failure because of my shortcomings in that regard. And then started a podcast called The Failure Guy Podcast where I interview successful people. But that's not a requirement because clearly you've been on it. But, you know, successful people about the struggles (laughs) that they've endured along the way. Also, I'm the host. So clearly you don't need to be a success to be on the podcast. (laughs) Sorry, I'm cracking up over here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and now i'm 38 years old that's the short version of whatever very cool i love it and i you know i love how we met we met at podfast we bonded over podcasting and the, the joys and the pains of it and dance I, moves I really, and oh, we had some dance moves got the dance moves going so it was a totally fun totally fun experience so i love getting to know you and how you share about this because failure is something we often want to avoid the subject on or we want to not even intentionally but like I know I struggle with wanting to come off looking polished looking perfect having everything together but that's definitely not the reality of life 
especially when you're putting yourself out there and trying new things. So so how has failing helped you create your platform for growth? So um, if, if any of your listeners get a chance, they should read the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. And that's about uh, having a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And it's uh, kind of like a different way of looking at life. We, we grow up with a certain type. You can change what mindset you are. But um, I know that through reading that book and all sorts of other self-help books, they talked about the importance of failure in terms of it being something that is not only a learning experience, but the way that you grow and uh, the, the way that you basically interpret or respond to failure is a big way um, to predict how good you'll do in life. And so the, the ones who can go outside of their comfort zone, do some things that they might not usually do, fail in whatever way you want to define that, but then keep going, um, it builds a kind of resiliency that's hard to defeat. And uh, over time, those kind of people tend to be the ones that, that um, reach success. And so you were saying not many people want to talk about failure or the concept or, or the, uh, the idea of it, or even want to admit to it. But these days, especially we are lying to ourselves on social media, even with our own posts, like we, we curate our own little uh, film of ourselves and all the cool things that we do. And we leave out the hundred other pictures we took that didn't fit the thing. And we also leave out the yelling at each other and the other stuff that didn't make us happy or whatever, because, uh, we're all kind of curating this highlight reel and it's specifically obvious for famous people because, you know, you go look up anybody, you see the, all the, all the good things they've done, but a lot of times they don't talk about the struggle. And, uh, I have not yet met a person who is successful, who has not had usually many failures along the way, but people who haven't yet, um, gone down the path of trying a lot of times think that it should be something that you either succeed right away at or give up and go do the the normal blueprint of life. And they don't always um, give the weirder routes a chance. And a lot of times the ones that succeed are the ones who take the weird route, get beaten down a lot, but get back up and eventually find their way. Uh, it's such a great way to put it. And you know, it, it really does create a sense of resiliency. It creates resiliency when you, Put yourself out there and you know, hey, and allow yourself, like have grace with yourself and say, hey, I'm gonna I may fail at this. I probably will fail and have to learn and grow. And I think that's the beauty of failure. And a good friend of mine once told me it's like failing forward. Like you're you're failing forward. You're failing, but you're learning. You're giving yourself an opportunity to figure something out for the first time, second time, sometimes third time. Well, I mean, when you're a baby, right? Yeah. Do you just go Oh, I tried to walk. Nah, I guess I'm going to just stop trying to walk. No, you walk and you fall and you walk and you fall and then you start walking real stupidly bad and you fall and then eventually you're walking. I mean, you walk like it's nothing nowadays. I'll walk and barely know I'm walking. But back then when I was a little kid, that was a tough nugget to swallow. How do I walk? So as a kid, we have like this innate, ability to keep going at things until we, you know, uh, get a little bit older and people beat the mind out of you in terms of whether or not you're allowed to uh, do things even without a possibility of success. Do things for stupid reasons that don't even involve any <laughs> legitimate outcome just because it's fun. 
a lot of that type of stuff we uh we get told not to do or at least are discouraged because on average people aren't as exciting and adventurous as uh as you'd hope no isn't that true it's like you said something that really is significant to to i think what many of us struggle with is you know you know that is one thing when we're kids and we don't have like this sense of judgment upon us and as we grow and as we experience interactions with other people we take on and social you know social life and social just sociology pretty much right? being social and and growing we take on beliefs that other people tell us even out of love our our parents tell us things and this is no i'm not mm-hmm. knocking parents here i'm just saying like oh no knock them screw them <laughs> we've all got some we've, we've <laughs> all got you know we have all got something and you know, I, I open up about like my experience being bullied and the lies of these layers that we're putting on that we're taking on as our truth. In reality, those are not our truth. And then it kind of keeps us fearful of, oh, what are people going to think? What it, what it, what's going to go on? And our internal bully too, our internal voice is telling us, well, you're not worthy of trying that. You're not worthy of writing that book. Why would, why would someone pick you to be on that movie or whatever it is you're going for? And we stop ourselves in our tracks and we, we don't even allow ourselves the chance to try. And that's, I think that's like really painful. And I think that's where a lot of people halt that progress is that, that fear of failure and they don't even try when you don't even know what you could achieve. Yes. Most people on their deathbeds don't think about, oh, I wish I stayed longer at work for those extra 10 hours or whatever of overtime. Like, I wish I did all those things that I didn't have the courage to do. And that's the regret. And if you try and fail, at least you won't regret knowing that you tried and didn't succeed or did succeed. But you can always tell yourself, hey, well, at least I did it rather than go your whole life without knowing if it's possible. Mm, That is so, so true. I'm trying to adopt more of that in every day. And it's hard. It's hard because of our sense of like, not letting ourselves go. Um, there was one thing you told me, you handed me a card and this really struck me. Yes, there it is. The get out of fail free card. Can you tell me about this card and how is it significant to adopt this mindset? Yes. I finally, after 80 something episodes embraced what I would use it for, but I'm going to say that the get out of fail free card is a fictional card that exists, but is not accepted anywhere as far as I know. Um, And it's basically not talking about going back in time, but talking about presently. Is there something that you think you would enjoy doing, but the amount of failure that's involved in it? So my example is stand up comedy. Like that's something I've always wanted to do, but the amount of failure, the fact that you have to go and bomb on stage in front of everyone and all this other stuff, I was like, I need to get out of fail free card in order to do that. But putting yourself in the mindset of what you'd use that for kind of tells you, well, what's the thing that you should be doing? Because even though there is no get out of fail free card, failure isn't that bad when, I mean, especially if you do it with calculated risks and things mm-hmm. like that. It's uh, like, for example, mine stand up comedy now I've done five open mics um, and I'm going to be doing more stand up, but it is pretty terrifying to get up there and there's no other thing like stand up where people are judging you 
every 20 seconds or less about how well you're doing and you get immediate feedback from people like as to whether or not you're doing a good job. And uh, it's weird because people, like if someone's studying to be, what is one of my jokes? And I use jokes and quotes because who the hell knows? But it's, talk, and I'm not going to say it the way I would say it on stage, but it's like if your friend was studying to be an electrician and you had him over your house and you're like, hey, can you rewire my house? And also I'm going to criticize every tool you use while you do it. I'm going to tell you all my other favorite electricians that I've heard of in the past because that's what happens to stand up. They say, tell me a joke. First of all, 99.9% of the time, even though that's ridiculous to demand someone perform whatever the thing is, they said they're just starting out. And then they will typically give criticism or feedback or whatever it is, but they wouldn't do that in any other situation with another job. So I think it's like really one of those few professions where like there's such a immediate visceral feeling of whether or not you're doing well or failing or succeeding mm -hmm. that it's uh it's unlike a lot of other things because usually there's a delay before when you do the thing and when you find out you know how well you did versus mm -hmm. instantaneous feedback there as you're in it as you're oh my goodness that would be so challenging because that's where I struggle is like in when I get the criticism like if I have time to digest it or feedback then I can come to like a very like okay like a non-emotional response or something that's more like logical like oh mm -hmm. this is what they mean this is what I can take from this but if you're on stage and you're performing and it's stand-up and you have to make people laugh and you're getting critiqued on the spot, I would shut down. So, and if you're lo you're losing, and if you're sucking, and you have to keep going, yeah, that's no fun. But the other part is every single comedian you like has bombed before, so it's like it's not even like it's an option. You have to fail at some point. Uh, there's none of them that have gone through unscathed, so mm -hmm. it's like even more terrifying because you know at some point you will. Yeah, isn't that true? You know, instead of getting the that kind of irky murky feeling, like oh. I might fail at this or oh, I'm going to fail. How can we and how have you have found grace in failing? So low expectations, right? So let's say I'm going to get up on stage. My expectations would be that I get up on stage and I do something. I, I talk for three minutes or five minutes. No expectations of laughter, no expectations of anything besides me getting up and doing the thing. So like having very low expectations that you can meet because then if you've had my problem is when you have expectations that are anything other than mm -hmm. low let's say you even wanted to get one laugh mm -hmm. right you go up on stage you do your whole thing and you don't get one laugh you might think you failed but mm -hmm. depending on your viewpoint i mean a just getting up there and doing it is a huge thing um but either way whatever the thing is to convince yourself to set a goal that's achievable Another example would be like podcasting. I don't put any kind of a goal around how many people download it because I can't control that. Mm -hmm. I put a goal around how many I put out there because I can control that part of it. So I think if you can judge failure or success on things that you can control, then if you do fail, you can at least blame yourself. Well, I didn't get up on stage. I chickened out and I left. You know, my low expectations weren't even met. You know, and then you can dissect what you did or didn't do there, or you didn't release an episode of your podcast that you said you're going to do. Put those failures 
those can be seen as like, you know, maybe it's an organizational thing or whatever. You can figure out what the problems are so that you fix it for next time. I feel like personally, the only way I can learn is by failing. I cannot even do any, I can't just, someone can be like, Hey, this is some advice. Take this advice. I'll go, um, I'm going to try it out. And, and if it, if the other way hurts a lot, then I'll go fine. Yeah. You're probably right. Like I need to feel the failure and the pain myself. Otherwise, uh, it doesn't stick as much as other things. So I think it's kind of like one of the only ways I learn, which is not efficient in terms of feeling great about yourself, but, uh, I'm past the point of caring at this, at this point. So, um, I think exposure therapy, so to speak of, of putting yourself out there and trying things, eventually you just don't care anymore. And that's kind of where I'm at. And I say that, but I still care, but I try not to, you know, that's such a great way to put it. And that actually reminds me of a story of, you know, from when we were at PodFest and um, I had set it an intention for 2023 to, if there is a stage that I can be on, I'm going to be on it. And that was mm-hmm. the only expectation I put on it was if there's an opportunity to be on stage, I want to take that because I want to grow as a public speaker. I want to grow as an entertainer. And in that opening up that door with no crazy expectations, but just this more of an opportunistic mindset, I found myself on six stages at PodFest. Mm-hmm. And many of them are very successful. Eh, you know, they were, you know, but then there was this one that I did. And you, I think you were there yeah. when I got up on stage and sang really bad karaoke to Britney Spears and it was like a torrential disaster. I will say I think I failed or I know I failed that one. Was it Howl at the Moon? Howl at the Moon. Yep. Yeah. You were too short for me to see you, but I did hear you. Oh my goodness. And it was one of those like I knew going into it. I felt it. I was like this is like I don't know the lyrics. I don't know what I'm doing. But I did it. And that's what matters. And I and I realized from that, if I want to do karaoke, if I really want to integrate that into my life, I will mm-hmm. learn three or four popular songs you go. and know them lyric by lyric and do them. But that's one of those things that's like back pocket idea. Hey, I got on stage and did it. It was a laugh for everyone. And people recognize me from it. So I'm like, you know, even in the failure there was still some good that came out of it. You know, it, it's something that, you know, putting yourself out there and then you kind of learn right away sometimes what you don't want to do. I really don't, maybe don't want to do karaoke that much unless there's lyrics or, you know, what's my focus? How can I shift my focus? But without that crazy experience, mm-hmm. I totally wouldn't have known that. So I'm glad I, I'm glad I failed. You need that. a playlist <laughs> on Spotify, which is what I did with all my karaoke songs. Okay. Cause then, and especially okay. now when they pop up the lyrics, but I would just have, all my good ones in my back pocket uh, in a playlist because I would forget which ones I like to do. And not everybody will allow you to do any song. Um, so I wanted to make sure I had my my list. I'm doing a Rubik's Cube as we talk and we'll see how that works. I love it. I love Failure Guy Ben here is like smashing a Rubik's Cube and like like going to have it put together by the end of this podcast. I need distractions in life um, to keep me <laughs> not distracted, which is bizarre. Um, but uh, – now, of course, I forget what the, what the hell we were just talking about. What would you just say? What did we just say? My bad, Britney Spears. Oh, so okay. see, yeah, this is one of the things that in life is that like embarrassing moments, with the exception of the fact that now everything's video recorded and, and can exist forever. Um, I haven't seen any videos of you performing it at How Out the Moon. 
I also didn't recall even you doing anything bad. So meaning we usually we live our embarrassing moments 20 times as much as anybody else. And usually they don't even notice whatever the Mm -hmm. thing is, but we just overinflate a lot of those things in our mind, especially like there's been a couple of those open mics where I did not do well. And in my mind it's way worse and I have it on video too. But for those people, it just probably went away. And the next time they saw me, they weren't thinking, Oh, he's awful. But it's more like, you know, building up something in your own mind so much that, uh, that it becomes your reality, even if it wasn't what everyone else experienced. So I'm sure you did a great job and not as bad as you think. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, luckily they were really good at helping me out. You know, there was a gal there that was singing. So I did pull some dance moves and, you know, I just kind of was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to channel my inner Brittany and make the dance moves count and have the backup singer helping me out. So I've uh, just needed some auto tune and I would have been set. <laughs> yeah. I want to make music. I, I'm going to. Yeah. I dig that. I dig yeah. that. It's more possible than ever now. It really is. I mean, it's so crazy that you say that because, um, you know, I've mentioned it in other episodes too, but my new theme song, my song is actually, it's my vocals and I yep. found a producer. We produced it together and it was a random night drinking box wine with my mom when I got the idea and uh, <laughs> fast forward six months, we have a song. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I was in a band back in Boston back in the day. So uh, that took us like eight months of writing stuff to have an original thing. We could play a whole concert of, we played one concert. It was awesome. And then the keyboardist moved to Montreal and then we split up not too long afterwards. So I'm like, I really should do more with music because I know how to play guitar and all that other stuff. I don't know how to sing, but I could auto tune or you could sing. There we go. I'll have like a, a Ben and Kay travel the USA tour with uh and I want to get one of I've those. I've already got a name though. I've already got a name. You can be, so I'm DJ unqualified. Okay. You can be whoever you want. Uh, the other name could be little ditzy. Wasn't my idea. <laughs> Cause the failure thing, DJ unqualified. If you go see DJ unqualified, you're not going to expect much. And I'm going to blow those expectations out of the water because it's got to be great for me to to think it's good because I like good music. So I want to lower expectations. That's what I'm always trying to do. I'm the world's number one failure. How can I talk down to you? you know, that kind of thing. And then hopefully surprise people or not. Or if not, then I, um, yeah, you you got a shitty show from DJ Unqualified. I think you... You should have expected it. It's on yeah. brand. And then a little ditzy. A little ditzy. <laughs> I dig that. So everyone who's listening, be on the lookout for <laughs> DJ yep. Unqualified and a little ditzy. <laughs> Our first album, Sweatpants Music. Yes. In stores, 2025. <laughs> <laughs> I love this conversation. Ben, this is hilarious. So, you know, you know, you've integrated failure as a part of your learning curve, your learning journey. And mm-hmm. I am working on that in my life. So I'd love three tips that you have for listeners on how they can elevate their life and well-being through embracing their failures in life. Three ways. Mm-hmm. One, figure out your comfort zone and then do anything just on the outskirts of it. So if your thing is you're an introvert, doesn't really like to go out and meet strangers, Maybe just go out some night with the possibility of meeting a stranger. Don't even put yourself in the position that you have to, but like do little things that might put you in a situation where you might extend that comfort zone a little bit or 
basically dip your toe out of the comfort zone and see, oh, was, how fatal was that? Probably not that fatal, but also is it something you can keep expanding upon until your comfort zone just grows over time? Because a lot of times that's where the, the great things happen and the ways that we grow is by flexing that kind of ability. Um, so I'd say that's one way. Um, another way would be to not when you're in the middle of a failure is when you're going to go, Oh, this is awesome. That's not how it happens. So have like a postmortem on your failure where after like, let's say a couple of weeks or whatever it is, you revisit the thing that you failed about and see how you think about it then. Because a lot of times, you know, the time value of shame decreases and things become funnier, especially as time goes away from the thing that happened. And so I think um, giving yourself a chance to not be feeling those emotions, but at the same time, recounting how it felt to do it uh, can give you some insights as to what did or didn't work or what you could learn from it. Cause you always want to make sure you're learning when you're failing. Cause you pay the price you might as well learn the lesson. Um, and then I think the third one, since I'm doing three is going to be um, figure out what you would use the get out of fail free card for. Is there something that you do? Would you want to be an astronaut, the next Marvel comic book villain in the movie or a better husband or whatever the thing is. I don't care what it is. Uh, the thing that you think you're going to fail at and then figure out a way to get closer to doing that thing or trying that thing, even just mentally. It took me probably five years of saying, I'm going to do stand up before I stood up. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be immediate. Hey, kitty. Oh, my goodness. There's Liza Jade making a cameo. Hi, baby nice. girl. She's so um, and yeah, I think... Uh, if they follow any of those things or even just try to get more comfortable with, with things not going right and laughing at yourself a little bit, it's hugely awesome when you get rid of some of that ego. Those are great tips. And those are things I'm trying to work on too. So these, this has been incredible. Like what an awesome conversation, Ben, like you are are someone who is such a joy, such a light in my life. You make my life you got it. You got the Rubik's Cube. So, okay, for anybody who's listening to this, not viewing this, Ben just showed us in the camera the Rubik's Cube, and he just figured it out. So he definitely – I failed the Rubik's Cube. Ben got the Rubik's Cube. That's amazing. So, oh, my goodness. You'll have to show me the algorithm. That's my special one. Uh, I'll show you the thing that I learned to use it. Okay. To- okay. We'll have that as like a – I'll link it up in the show <laughs> Honestly, I had it open during the thing because I don't memorize it. So there it is in the chat. Uh, oh, feel free crazy. to link it. Adam's Rubik's Cube solution is my jam. Oh, my goodness. I'm totally – I'm going to copy that and send it right now so I don't forget. You can put it in the show notes if you want. Yeah, I love – I will put that in the show notes. That's epic. So, oh, my goodness, Ben. So you are amazing and you have a great podcast. I would love to connect people with you, your the work you do, and your show – what are some ways we can get in touch with you? So you can search for the Failure Guy podcast on any streaming thing, and it should be there. If not, find out how to tell me, and I'll make sure it's put on that thing. But I think it's there. Uh, also, LinkedIn is a way that I tend to these days tell people to come find me, which is Benjamin Courier, I think, or Ben Courier, or who the hell knows. She'll link it in the show notes, but just look me up. Or you'll find me. Um if you 
just search hard enough, you'll find me wherever I am. I don't know where to point people because I don't know where I want to be these days, but um, feel free to reach out in whatever way. If you want to email me, ben at pod.fail, 10 letters, ben at pod.fail, and I may or may not read it. <laughs> I love that. I love the honesty, and I'll definitely link you up in the show notes because – you're killing it. And Ben and I actually recorded a podcast a couple months ago on his show. Yeah. Uh, so definitely check that out. I just hit 100,000 downloads and you were part of the 100,000. That's amazing. 100,000. Ben, that's amazing. I know. I'm excited. Because- I put it on LinkedIn. You can check. Uh, there's a post oh. about it recently. But my first year was 2,300 something. My first okay. full 365 days was 2,000 something. So okay. that's another one of those things. People would quit if they were having like – one to five downloads a day, one year into it. Uh, yeah. You've got to have some sort of resiliency and you got to build that over time. And you've also got to be your own source of happiness and your own source of motivation. You can't always rely on external validation. for that. This is so true. So I really love that. That's such a great tip and absolutely love your energy. Thank you so much, Ben, for being on Elevated You and just giving us this insight on how we can elevate through failure. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And you're the best. I can't wait to see you again in person whenever the hell that is.